Despite generating $11 billion a year in revenue, Spotify, the largest streaming platform in the world, has never made a profit in its life. In fact, the business as a whole is down $4.4 billion since it started, which feels almost impossible when you look at the cultural impact they had by completely disrupting the music industry as we knew it and pioneering the start of music streaming, the way we all consume music today. Their numbers alone are astounding. They have 551 million users. That is nearly double the population of the United States. And over 100 billion hours are spent streaming Spotify music a year. Wow. If you were to total that up, that is 11,400 years worth of time. Wow. So Spotify has so much pull. But how does this make sense? How can a company making over $10 billion a year redefine an entire global industry and somehow be down billions of dollars? Mm. Well, that is the exact question we researched and set out to solve today. If you're new here, hi, I'm Nikki. And I'm Kokomoko. And welcome back to the Share Your Screen podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to determine why the company Spotify isn't profitable, examine Spotify's billion-dollar mistake, analyze the measures they're taking to solve this problem, and then give our own theories for what we think that they should do next. You have so many numbers here that we're going to dive into, Mm -hmm. but what rang to me was the trending article that Wall Street Journal put out. I saw that as well. Yeah, and they were talking about how Spotify made a billion dollar bet on podcasts and... Hasn't made any money. Right. I would love to know kind of how you want to even approach this topic and then we'll dive in. There's a few angles. I think first, like, in order to accurately, after doing research, understand why they bet so much into podcasting, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to understand, like, where does this profitability problem come from to begin with? Mm -hmm. Like, how does a company making $11 billion a year and having less than that at the end of the year? Well, it's a really complicated issue because so much of it has to do with the way the music industry works. So Spotify has to pay 66 cents for every dollar it makes to licensing right holders. These rights holders are what forms up essentially an oligarchy of the music industry. Okay. They're known as the big three. This is Sony Music, Warner Music, and Universal Music. Wow. Your favorite artist is signed to one of these labels. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Travis Scott, Ed Sheeran, Adele, SZA, The Weeknd. Like, it goes on and on. These three companies alone make up 70% of all music reporting and 60% of all music publishing. These labels are so huge that not having any one of them pretty much means you can't compete in the music industry, right? Like, why would somebody have a Spotify subscription if Spotify doesn't have... Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, and SZA mm-hmm. when Apple Music has all three. Yeah. You know what I mean? It they is, have to play. They have pay to, play. to play. Oh, and they pay for they it. They pay. Not only that, being in the App Store on any phone means that you have to give 30% of the revenue you make through the App Store to either Apple if it's an iPhone or, or Google if it's an Android, which is pretty crazy when you think about their number one competitor is Apple Apple Music. So the more successful Spotify gets, the more money Apple makes. Okay. So it's a really crazy phenomenon. And now this profitability problem 
also kind of becomes a content problem because now they're all having to pay 70% of the revenue to get all the content they need to even exist. Yet that content is literally exactly the same as every single one of their competitors. Mm -hmm. So Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, like as it was by Harry Styles on one is gonna be as it yeah. was on Harry Styles on the other. You know, that is also why they all always have the same price. Yeah. They can't ever pass each other. Or if they do, you'll notice that they all do it in unison. Mm -hmm. So and also it's a really funny thing too. You see that this is why they compete so much with like the weird little stuff. like why their brands are intentionally so differentiated from each other, right? Like Spotify is black and green. Apple Music is Apple. white and red. They will do anything possible to try and give their consumer this image of differentiation because the service is literally exactly they're the same. They're selling the same product. They're selling the same different product. different packaging. Exactly. Which is really interesting. Also it makes a lot of sense too why Spotify is, like if you look at Spotify advertising, it's like, never even about the music. It's always like promoting Discover Weekly yeah. or promoting this playlist feature or promoting mm -hmm. the new AI DJ. Or yeah. like they really try to talk about the tiny stuff yeah. that really doesn't matter that much to yeah. us, the users, because that tiny thing is the only thing that separates yeah. them from their biggest competitors. So if it costs so much to get the content and if all of the content is exactly the same as everyone else, why don't they just make their own content? Mm -hmm. This is exactly the strategy Netflix to use. And I think comparing Netflix and Spotify is really, really interesting. While I don't support Netflix as a company at the moment for not paying people livable wages, mm -hmm. I think they're interesting because they're two tech companies that started around the exact same time and theoretically are kind of doing the same thing, right? Like yeah. it's just streaming of music versus streaming of totally. TVs and movies. So I was really fascinated by like, this comparison. So in 2012, when Netflix is really like getting its its first rise into streaming, 64% of their revenue was spent on licensing fees too. So pretty much mirroring exactly the spot that mm -hmm. Spotify is in today in so 2023. So basically like renting essentially yes. shows and movies that had already existed, yep. but being like, okay, for this year, we paid a fee to Warner and we can play this really popular movie exactly. on our platform. They, so what did they do in 2013, the year following? They released their first Netflix originals. Mm. This is when Netflix started to produce their own content. I think the first one they ever released was, correct me if I'm wrong, House of Cards. And that was their first, yeah, I remember reading that was mm -hmm. one of their first big. And, and now think too, like all of their biggest shows are Netflix, Squid Stranger Game, Things. Stranger Things, yeah. and Wednesday are those, I believe they're three mm -hmm. biggest shows of all mm -hmm. time, and Money Heist. Four biggest shows of all time, all Netflix originals. Yeah. Now, over 50% of their entire library of content on Netflix is owned by Netflix, made by Netflix, produced wow. by Netflix. That 64% that they used to have to spend on content is now actually a 45%. Yeah. And that includes licensing fees and all of the production to, mm. you know, studio space, actor yeah. fees, anything that goes into, you know, making a movie mm. or TV show. So this gave Netflix a path to profitability. And now Netflix mm. is a $100 billion business, mm -hmm. yet Spotify kind of in the exact same place, doing nearly the exact same thing, just a different industry, is in the red, like is lo losing money. Yeah. So this c comparison just fascinated me. In theory, like wouldn't a Spotify record label be genius? 
Yeah. They already have the largest audience for where music is streamed. They have a beloved brand. Yeah, they I love have them. loyal repeat customers. Like I've been subscribed yeah. to Spotify since I was in high school. Me I don't too. plan on changing yeah. that anytime soon. Well, this is where our good friends, the big three, use okay. their magic oligarchy yeah. powers yes. to um, not allow this to happen. All three of them have a clause in any licensing agreement that states that they legally cannot become a competitor. This means no music streaming service, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, any of them, can ever really get into management or production a the record, way their own that record label. a record label would. Interesting. So it's essentially saying like, okay, Spotify, you can make your own record label, but if you have, if you sign Sally Joe in Wisconsin, who's making music, mm -hmm. then you can no longer use Harry Styles or any of our other Correct. artists. So we're going to pull them yep. off. And honestly, they would probably even get to sue them for damages. Like, because oh, it, it's contractually brown. Yeah. I was curious to like, why, why is that clause in the music industry? But why Not, didn't that happen yeah. in film and TV? And that was where I kind of realized like music and TV conglomerates are, are very, very different. So yeah. the first is that music is more densely occupied. So there's three major labels, whereas with movies and TV, there's seven big conglomerates. Okay. Not only that, music has repeat value. You can watch a movie once and probably most movies you watch, you never watch again. But like, if you're a Beyonce fan, you yeah. want to listen to Halo a hundred thousand times or whatever. So because of that, there's not really this like... The artists have more leverage. It, well, it's or not, the labels. It's crazy because it's not even the artists. Yeah, and we'll get labels. to this because at one point, Spotify was like, well, what if we stop trying to pay the labels? And what if we start trying to pay... <gasps> The artists. They got rid of like the middleman. They tried to. Ooh. They shut that down. The big three quick. shut it down. Shut that down quick. Threatened to terminate their agreements with them. They're using their power again to like be literally an oligarchy yeah. and and prevent you know things that don't give them profit. Wow. Which is crazy. So this is where you see. Okay, they're in this corner. We aren't making profit. Our content is exactly the same as all of our competitors. We don't really have a way out of this because we need these things to yeah. exist. We've just been on Spotify for so long. Like if they randomly stopped having Beyonce, like I would be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, so yeah. they're like, okay, we, we need to have original exclusive content. That was the only thing that worked for Netflix. That was what got mm -hmm. them out. So what is a way to have exclusive original audio content that doesn't step on toes of the big three podcasts so so that is why spotify wow. spent so much money on podcasts and i think once you look at it with the context of the first information as like it's a big strategy play for them mm -hmm. having original content from so spotify long run. is so valuable in the long run yeah it makes me think of this analogy when you were explaining the big three which is like Netflix and Spotify were in this similar position of essentially if you move somewhere and you're renting an apartment, it's convenient. Someone already built the home. Mm -hmm. It's easy, but that person can always raise the rent. Yep. They can kick you out, yep. whatever it is. And the best way to prevent that is to buy your own house or buy your own condo. However, you have to fork out a down payment. Yep. So you're going to be out of a lot of money for yep. like 
a good chunk of time because you put it all towards a down payment. But in the long run, in 10 years from now, no one can kick you out of that and you're not paying rent. Or if you're paying a mortgage, it's like to yourself. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic analogy. And it was like Netflix was able to find a home and Mm -hmm. pay. And even though they were out of a lot of money for a while, no one can knock that home down. But Spotify, even if they wanted to buy a home, the big three were like, we own all of them. Yeah. And not getting well, anything. I think like the beauty of what Netflix did is it's not even like they fully own a home. It's like they own half a home and half an apartment still. Oh, you're right. Like they get to dip their toes in yes. when they want. You're or so they right. can be like, oh, wow, this movie was huge. Like it's so it's going to bring so many eyeballs. Like we'll, bet, we'll a bid a lot of money to yeah. get this movie. Or they can be like... We have six shows coming out this month that we know are like yeah. we know that se- the next season of Stranger Things is coming totally. out this month. Like we don't need to prioritize buying a huge mm-hmm. new movie or whatever. So true. So then it gave them an option to even like have a decision tree. Yeah, I think that's where Spotify was like they didn't have that. They, it's like they couldn't yeah. do anything else. Yeah. you know that's where the idea of podcasts came in. Okay, and I think that they messed up the execution okay. of getting to these podcasts. And I'm really interested to hear your perspective on yeah. this because I know you did a lot more research into the podcast part mm-hmm. than I did. I think too, just because it doesn't have a positive ROI today doesn't mean it was a bad decision. I think yeah. that's what a lot of people are confusing. I agree. Just because it's not making money in the short term doesn't mean it's not a good move. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you look at it, like what was their alternative? Maybe like audiobooks, I guess. Yeah. Or like maybe they could try and make Spotify into like a video platform. But like, I don't think I would want that. I don't think users mm-hmm. would want that. I think them sticking to audio was a good idea. Yeah. Um, I think they messed up with like the podcast that they chose personally. Yeah, I think they kind of overshot it a little exact- bit. Overshot it is exactly what I, I yeah. think it was unprofitable because they spent too much. Too much, yeah. I think they overshot it. So um, I guess I could get into two, please, like kind please. of the research I did. It caught my eye because I was texting Nikki and I'm like, oh my God, Wall Street Journal just put out this article about podcasting and they called. They called it Spotify's $1 billion podcast bet turns into serial drama, which I think was a nod to one of the first ever popular podcasts, which was called Serial. Part of why the article was trending was Philip DeFranco, um, who's a reporter on YouTube. He made a video about it and he really kind of fixated on specifically Alex Cooper from Call Her Daddy. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason why I I don't necessarily think the target should fully be on her back, um, which I'm going to get into. I want to just like, quickly go into the history of Call Her Daddy because I really think that they're such an anomaly online. They marked this shift that was happening in pop culture and we even saw a lot of influencers in 2020 when so many people started launching podcasts because yeah. they were like, oh my God, there's a lot of money here. Yep. So um, Call Her Daddy, uh, it was Sophia and Alex Cooper, they met at, actually they met at South by Southwest. Um, Sophia worked in finance, Alex worked in I think like marketing and they were like working booths for these like random oh my God. companies. I didn't know that's they how they met. met that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And they really got along and they were both from New York or they were both living in New York. So they were like, let's start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a few episodes in to call her daddy. And at the time, part of what made it so successful is the podcast space was really occupied by two archetypes. It was the Joe Rogan, Howard Stern bros, mm-hmm. very masculine. Yep. And then it was true crime which was actually really feminine, but it was just like these two genres. And yeah. um, Alex Cooper and Sophia launched their podcast. And Alex Cooper, I believe, 
knew Dave Portnoy through like a mutual friend or had met him at some party and mentioned to him that she had this podcast and kind of described it as like, she described it as locker room talk for women. And I think that Alex Cooper is really, really good at finding these viral one-liners yeah, and like holding is. on to them. Uh -huh. So she really sold the podcast to Barstool as like, it's locker room talk for women. Yeah. Of course that perked Dave Portnoy's ears up. Exactly, because I also think Barstool was running into a problem where their their core audience was so predominantly male. Men, yeah. And it Which still is very predominantly yes. male because it's so rooted in sports. Totally. But I think the reason Call Her Daddy was so successful mm -hmm. in its early stages was like, it was the only safe space on the internet for women to talk about things and relationships the way that men do. Yeah. Like, it, if a woman talks about sex or, like, guys she's hooked up with, like, yeah. she's a, oh, yeah. a slut. But, like, if a guy does it, he's a player. Yes. And he gets all these girls. They blah, turn blah, it on blah. its head. And even, like, more than that, like, they, like, would get nitty-gritty. Like, yeah. very specific. And that is something that is, like, not acceptable in public society yes. for women to do. Yet, they gave them this safe space yes. to do that. And I think that that's why a lot of... Yeah, like older teenager young college girls like really yeah attached to this yes. because they were kind of also you know at that time in their life i think they're surrounded by like a lot of misogynistic yes. institutions yeah. like fraternities or just universities in general are very misogynistic yeah. in nature and i think that that like really gave them this attachment yeah. to them and and i also think too like it's like they were solving a problem for their audience totally. like they were really talking about something that is so common yet Every, like, everyone has yeah. a story about it, mm -hmm. yet it wasn't being talked about. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that's what gave them this pathway. And I almost think, oddly, being a part of Barstool Sports was... It gave them, like, a messy enough canvas that they could yeah. get away with it. I think so, too. Yeah, that's such a good point. And um, so they pretty early on signed to um, Barstool. And um, it was in 2020 when they began posting cryptic episodes. And a year later, um, Cooper would then sign a $60 million deal yeah. with Spotify to be there for three years. So $20 million each year. Damn. Now, I think that this gets us into their billion dollar mistake, which um, I think that I wouldn't be surprised, I don't know, if Spotify was signing similar numbers to other celebrities adjacent to Alex Cooper. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Emma Chamberlain got a similar offer. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that Cooper, her team probably publicized the amount because it really skyrocketed the show even more into the mainstream because now traditional yeah. celebrities were like, I want to go on a podcast that's worth 60 million. Even yes, if it was inflated. exactly. I also wonder if it was part of just a PR strategy from Spotify's perspective. Yeah, to be like, we have all this money to spend on these good shows, come to us. Yeah, oh, yeah. or even that, like, hey guys, you should start a podcast because if you get to number one, you'll get 60 million. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, there was no uh, golden prize for podcasts, mm -hmm. so yeah. to speak. I think there's two things that are posing a little bit of a problem for Alex Cooper and Call Her Daddy today. Okay. One, I think them publishing the amount really helped her elevate However, it now has put, I believe, in un... I, I think I have some critiques against Cooper and her podcast. However, there's an unfair target on her back now in yeah. these discussions. Yeah. Because... Anytime someone thinks about it, they think about they how much think money about she's Spotify. making. They think about Spotify. Yeah, they're like, um, you know, Alex Cooper is weighing Spotify down. So I think that the number put a target on her back. I'm sure people knew the exact amount that other celebrities were paid. 
they would have a similar target, right. but no one can and verify. And so, there could be somebody out there who's getting paid more than she is. Probably. I yeah. think so. I think with the Kim Kardashians, the Obamas, yeah. which we'll get into. And then two, one last note I really want to make about Call Her Daddy is what was why they got so popular, which was this locker room talk for women, as Cooper described it. Um, it's also why I think she's failing to evolve the show because mm. now she's doing these really like intimate sit-down interviews with celebrities. And I remember one of her big celebrity gets was Miley Cyrus. Yep. And I remember watching it and Miley, you can tell, was really wanting to do a more intimate conversation, you know, something a little bit more three-dimensional and Cooper kept being like well what's your favorite sex position like what mm. what kind of sex do you like and Miley kept being like I don't know I'm vanilla and she's like okay well anyways like what do you what's your gluck gluck it's yeah. like girl you know I think that Alex Cooper was relying on this and you can tell now she obviously does more research and but her the way that Alex really frames questions it's so one-dimensional and the celebrities I don't even watch the interviews because I feel like it's like the same exact questions that it almost feels like I could close my eyes and I wouldn't know if she was talking to Zayn Malik, if she was talking to Miley, or if she was talking to, you know, someone from a reality mm -hmm. show. They're all the same to me. It's all the right. same interview. Yeah, I agree with your sentiment. I also think too, it's just the question and answer celebrity format is so played out. Yeah. Every late night else. talk show in yeah. history, every single you like media company has a, some sort of question and answer format like yeah. vogue has one people has one buzzfeed has one complex has one all these they all do it they it's like we've it, yeah. all seen a celebrity answer questions from mm -hmm. twitter or whatever and the few celebrity shows that are so successful are the things people watch them because you get to see a side of a celebrity you that wouldn't. you wouldn't find anywhere yes. else and that's why I think Hot Ones has always been mm -hmm. so successful too, right? It's like, he's still asking them questions, but it's like under the pretense of them crying and yeah. like in pain, which is it, not it something you see somebody who yeah. went to the Met Gala mm -hmm. typically, you know what I mean? Um, and I also think too, like people want to go on the show yeah. because they like want to do the challenge, yeah. you know? It's Whereas if you're them. just sitting down doing a Q&A, like, it's you can do that anywhere. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like carpool karaoke, it takes them out of their element. Yeah. Carpool karaoke yeah. is another great one. Yeah. And I think you're so, like Alex Cooper's pod feels, and I think it's why a lot of celebrities that need like a PR kind of a good play, they go on her podcast because it's a safe bet. Yeah. And I think the reason that she was able to start securing really big celebrities as well is because when she signed with Spotify, Spotify's like, hey, they're, I'm, I don't know for sure, but they're probably like, hey, we want this podcast to be successful. We have a relationship with these artists. Miley, and, you know, yep. the, they are the big three, but they're like, yep. you know what? Let's start playing together. Um, and so, yeah. And I think also just Sophia Franklin specifically, um, I think now that you see them both doing it, honestly, I felt really bad for Sophia. I think she took like a year or more off from the internet and mm. just had to like restart everything. And yeah. she now has a pod called Sophia with an F, but, um, I think you can tell she was the one who really dove. They were both really great in different ways on the podcast. I'm not saying one's better than the other. They brought different things. Alex Cooper was really good at the one-liners, at the marketing, at the zingers, at the, you know, the gluck luck, whatever. Like she could, and even now with the Unwell Network, she's good at honing in on a yeah. word and like selling yeah, it as she merch. Is. Like she's really good at that. Mm -hmm. And then I think Sophia is good at really diving deep. If you listen to her pod, 
whoever's on, she really like almost kind of mirrors them. Like if they want to be a little more surface level, she reads that. If they want to dive deep, she dives deep. Yeah. And I think that that's not something that I always see translate with Alex Cooper. There's not that like elasticity in her yeah. interviews. It's very like, oh my God, I have these 10 questions I can't veer right. off. Right. And I generally think too with like a any sort of duo, whether it's a podcast or show, anything, like you want people that have opposite strengths. Yeah. Right? Like, if they're two people who think the exact same thing in the mm-hmm. exact same way, like, sitting to each other, it's not really that interesting. You yeah. want someone who can hold conversation for five minutes and totally. they say a really interesting fact yeah. and then that's all about the other person and blah, yes. blah, blah. Like, totally. Which is why I think they were great together, too. Yeah. Like, Brought opposing strengths. Yeah. But that made them stronger together. Exactly. And now, that leads me into now um, just the overarching article that Wall Street Journal put out which was that um, Spotify spent more than a billion dollars to secure exclusive podcasts. Now, a lot of this money was one put towards acquiring two podcast networks, which they bought. Yeah. Um, and then an, a, some of the other budget, which they don't disclose exact numbers. Um, but they launched exclusive shows with celebrities like Meghan Markle, Kim Kardashian, and the Obamas. These shows were all like shooting to the top of the charts. Yeah. Um, however, they just like didn't put out that many episodes. It just yeah. like, it was like this, I, I actually um, specifically went on my phone and pulled up Meghan Markle's podcast archetypes because I wanted to see how many episodes she put out. And she put out a good amount between like, I think it was 2022. It was like the first one came out in late August. And then her last podcast was like November 29th of the same year. So um, she had like a three month run and then crickets and she never put out any other episodes. And similar is what happened with Kim Kardashian. She had like a prison reform pod. Um, It sounds like the Obamas had a couple shows, but same thing where it just kind of like trailed off. And so, yeah. That is exactly what I was alluding to earlier, where I feel like they overshot it or like, we just didn't even it. shoot in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, like, I think the problem with those... Obviously, I understand the idea. You pay somebody with a large audience, so then they can bring that large audience to yeah. your platform. That's why you go after Kim Kardashian exactly. and the Obamas. Yeah. And, you know, royal, <laughs> English pod- royalty. Yeah. But they- what I think the problem is, is that those people aren't doing it because they want to have a podcast. You're so right. They're doing it because they want that paycheck or they want yeah. that deal, which is fine. Obviously, like, yeah. you know what I mean? They have other businesses, they have other things going on. But from Spotify's perspective, like, by investing that money into them, the second they go, it, they're done. gone. They're not yeah. going to keep up the podcast yeah. for fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even if Kim Kardashian brings huge people and her podcast at one point was the number one podcast yeah. on Spotify mm-hmm. Same with when it ends after two seasons they're probably gonna yeah. go too you said just kind of brought a point to me like it's this it feels like the same in the sense that like Netflix invests millions into Stranger Things but there's five seasons yeah you know yeah. whereas like with um Kim Kardashian they invested the same money there's only like you know, it's not the same. Like, they right. just don't have that same um, pull anymore when they're only putting out a few episodes or one or two seasons and then dropping off. Yeah, also things with movies and TV shows, too, is um, they own the IP. It's about them paying the actors. Yeah. So even if one or two actors don't want to do the show anymore, that doesn't necessarily mean yeah, it's an the ensemble. entire show dies, right. right? Like, they can carry on with the rest of the cast. Yeah. Whereas if just Kim Kardashian decides she doesn't want to do the Kim Kardashian podcast anymore, like, it's done. Yeah, exactly. And um, that kind of leads me, too, to, like, um, The Guardian 
The Guardian also put out um, a similar article now about this was prior to the Wall Street Journal article. I actually remember um, this story broke randomly when I was at Cannes mm. and um, Spotify had a huge activation that I couldn't get into maybe next year. <laughs> um, it was really it was really hard to get in. I could not get in. But it was like I remember people that I was physically around was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, did you hear the news? I'm like, what? They're like, Spotify dropped Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's podcast. And I guess it was a big deal because they put so much money. It was $20 million and um, the whole drama. And I guess one of the, there was a few people at Cannes who were associated with the deal who talked about it publicly on panels, but that um, someone even called them grifters because I guess allegedly Spotify was pissed because- they weren't producing? Yeah, so they had um, a three-year deal with them and they only put out like, I think it was like 14 episodes in three years. And they were supposed to launch multiple shows. They only launched one show. Um, yeah, and um, I believe even some of the episodes were like, it wasn't even really Meghan Markle interviewing the person. It was like someone else, a producer interviewed someone and then they overlaid Meghan Markle talking in between. So the person who was interviewed was like, it wasn't even her who interviewed me. That's it was like crazy. a Zoom call with like a producer, <laughs> allegedly. So yeah, so there was a lot of drama around that. And um, uh, so it was UT, uh, agent at UTA, which is one of the biggest talent agents, agencies, Jeremy Zimmer, um, at Cannes, he made the comment when asked, um, it turns out that Markle isn't a great audio talent. Just because you're famous does not mean you're good at something, which is what you were saying. Like, not everyone, like, I think you're right. They invested in all of these celebrities thinking they would put out great podcasts and they should have invested in people like Alex Cooper, more Alex Coopers who yes. already have podcasts. Yes, exactly. Or as much as I hate this person, <laughs> it was a great idea Joe for Rogan. them to pay for Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah. Right. It, like he had done it for years. He yeah. Knew. He has a huge podcast. It's yeah. super loyal. And like people are going to follow him because they've been consuming the podcast for years. So like they will pay for the subscription yeah. to get that thing that they already exactly. love. Or people who are audience of Call Her Daddy will pay for that thing to yeah. get that they love. You know what I mean? Or even Emma Chamberlain. Like she hadn't done a podcast but I do think it's clear that she, like, wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, like, she really produces a lot of episodes. Yeah, she puts a lot, a lot so, of like, episodes. So, like, I think it's... And, obviously, she's come from a career she's of a making content. Yeah. So, I think it's clear that she knew what it would entail. Right. And wanted to do it. Yeah. And I... Th even now, they signed Drew Follow as an Spotify which exclusive. Which makes sense. Which makes sense because she was... Was doing the show for, like, a yeah, year Yeah, was so. doing the show exactly. to get to that point. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm saying. That's what their mistake was. I think that they should have targeted people who wanted to do it because they wanted a podcast and would be excited to have yeah, Spotify on their side exactly. and elevate them to that tier. But by choosing other people that probably cost way exponential. Yeah. I couldn't tell you how much Kim Kardashian and the Obama's cost. Probably hundreds of millions. And yeah. like instead of one Kim Kardashian podcast, they could have had even if it was just like 10 creator I mean, podcasts and even like those create or even with like i think call her daddy almost overshot with 60 million i don't think it was necessary i think it's worth a lot of money i don't think it's worth 60 million i think they could have gotten even like 30 podcasts that are already kind of trending to be on on theirs for that amount yeah. and um but i and i do want to say too in in terms of this with like you know a big target i was on alex cooper's back however She's putting out episodes. Oh, She's yeah. She's publishing yep. content. Like, I yeah. think that um, whether you like the podcast or not, she's carrying her weight in this podcast department in a way that 
the biggest celebrities who got probably bigger paychecks than her are not carrying their weight. And that's right. notable. And I want to note that. And um, the last thing I want to say about this is um, Spotify, according to Variety, um, this year, they laid off 200 employees um, and it was all from their podcast division this wow. June. So if that shows any kind of you know, note of, I think they're trying to reformat. And I feel like, so in the memo that they sent to their employees, um, they said that there was a shift from a more uniform approach to a creator focused approach, which I think is a way of saying a shift from traditional celebrities, uniform approach to a creator approach to the Drew Follows, yes. the Emma Chamberlain. Yeah. That's exactly what because I Because I think, think they're genuinely getting more for less. Exactly. And those people already have a baked in audience. Yeah. And obviously the celebrities are bringing in big views. But like, I think that um, creators know how to create. Yeah, totally. It's, I yeah. also think too, it's something about like, you want original IP. You want to create the next Call yeah. of Daddy because that's what's going to get somebody to sign to up sign, for Spotify yeah. to, to watch it. Yes. Like you that's people do it for Netflix, yeah. right? That's why people um, they or like own HBO. Like yeah. people I know people who can- cancel their HBO subscription throughout the year, then will renew it when like House of Dragons comes uh, yeah. out mm-hmm. and or when Euphoria yes. comes back and then cancel it again. Exactly. Right. Because those IPs that they own are like yeah. so powerful yes. and so world renowned that yeah. it drives user behavior to yeah. seek out that content. Yes. And I think that like they just if they should have focused more on that. Like I how do so. we make the euphoria of spot of podcasts? Exactly. You know what I how mean? do like, we make a Game of Thrones of like yeah? And I yeah. think um, and it really also just makes me kind of just want to add one note here too with like these kind of the the popular podcasts, but that we mentioned it when we were scripting, but like time and time again, YouTube has the freaking formula Mm -hmm. because YouTube created a platform where people can like make the content YouTube, unless they're investing in like specific shows like Escape the Night, they're kind of in the back seat. They're allowing people to create. If someone gets a lot of attention, they then put ads on the video, but it's like Chrysler or Jeep is paying for the ad. It's not YouTube paying this person and then hoping someone yeah. adds an ad. It's so 50-50. Like, exactly. So I feel like, again, time and time again. But I could see, I'd love to know your thoughts. I, you kind of said you don't think so. I think Spotify might go into, like, video. I think they could. I think they I might think do that videos. If they do it, they need to be very strategic about it. They need to start by it being, like, only podcast videos mm. and only music videos. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they need to prime the audience a little bit because there is this really, really big phenomenon on right now with like social media burnout where yes. people hate and grow to resent platforms that are copying shit from other platforms. Oh my God, yeah. Because you're so it's right. so synonymous yeah. that it's frustrating. Like, it's annoying to see a reel that you saw on TikTok yeah. yesterday. And I think that's what would be unique, though, is Spotify would have the exclusive video. So, like, the reason I mentioned that too is I obviously obsessed with Vanderpump Rules, and Alex Cooper had an interview come out with Ariana Maddox, mm. and it was like video format on Spotify. Yeah. So, I had to watch on Spotify. I remember it was so odd. I had to, like, turn my phone sideways. <laughs> yeah. I never did that with Spotify. Um, and she even, I'd never done this before, but she almost posted like a vlog style video on Spotify as well on her account. Um, that was her, like the 24 hours in the lead up to the Ariana interview preparing for it. But what it was missing 
I hated that I couldn't see comments. I love being able to, yeah, I think Spotify, that's another big thing. if they introduced comments to these video or like the exclusive podcast and you could like, while watching the Drew a Follow podcast on your phone, scroll and read comments, mm-hmm. that right there. I think it would be really cool if they also did like live comments. Oh, so like, like what, when it goes up? Or even just like if someone else is watching it at the same time <gasps> you're watching it. Like Wait, you can see that it. Would like be on so, Twitch. Yeah, like a yeah. hundred people are watching yeah, right now. Like that would be sick. So there's like a little chat room and you don't have to talk in it, but it's like yeah, an option. But the only thing is I think they like to hide their streaming numbers the yeah. same way. Cause like if, yeah. if they- if, So do Netflix and all yeah, that. Yeah, like if Kraft Mac and Cheese wants to put a $100,000 ad on a Call Her Daddy episode but then they can like pull up the metrics and be like only 10 mm. people are watching right now why would i you know what i yeah. mean but spotify can be like we're not going to show you the numbers yeah that's you know? that's a very good point um another thing i think if if spotify really wants to get into videos and this is going to sound so weird <laughs> but they do this a lot already but it needs to be like a hundred percent tvs need to have spotify Oh, you're so right. Because every TV has YouTube. Yeah. And I watch more YouTube on my TV than I do on my phone or on my yeah. computer. And a lot of TVs have Spotify mm-hmm. already, like where you can play music and stuff. Yeah. But if they really want people to consume something that's an hour or longer, it's not going to be like it's this not on, be on your phone. phone. Yeah. It's it's either going to be on the computer or it's yes. more likely going to be on a TV. Yes. So that is something. It's it's just weird. That's what I'm saying. Like I think it's, it's a big shift to yeah. go from audio only to video. I also wanted to, um, before I forget, to note that in um, one of the articles I read, they mentioned that two of Spotify's biggest competitors that are not struggling that invested in podcasts mm-hmm. are Amazon and Apple. Mm. But it's because both of those have products that exist outside of music streaming. Yep. Amazon, they're delivering the socks you ordered in the yep. mail. Apple, you have the phone, the app store. Yep. So Amazon and Apple, they like I know, I believe it's Amazon, they have an exclusive podcast with Kiki Palmer. And for them, it's like, this is experimental and we're gonna try investing in this, but like we're not out money if it doesn't work because we're already making billions a day off yep. of their products. Exactly. Which exactly. it brings in what you said. Yeah, and that's also exactly why I think um maybe why Apple and Amazon haven't invested as much money yeah. instantly because they have the benefit of time on their side. Yeah. Whereas I think Spotify has, I mean, as all tech companies do, they pretty much all of them don't make money for the yeah. first many, many years. Like Decades. Uber doesn't even make yeah. money still. And I, so because of that, they, you know, it's all investors. It's yeah. investor funded and they make tons of money. So like they're able to pay people and stuff, but it's not profitable. And the way they keep it is like, come on, guys, like we're growing still, like yeah, we're in our growth we're in our phase, growth. blah, blah, blah. But I think Spotify is like running out of room. One like of that the, highway is running out because exactly. it's like, okay, you're the literally the biggest in the category. Mm-hmm. You're twi- Spotify is twice the size of Apple Music, who's the second largest. Mm-hmm. And you don't have anything to show for it. And yeah. it's been, Spotify is, I think, in existence since 2009. Yeah. So it's like, okay, it's been like, what, close it's, to... 14 years, 15 years, yeah. like eventually they, I have, think to figure something they out. have to figure something out. That analogy, you said the highway, one of the articles, uh, funny enough, actually used the analogy of like a runway and it was like, I like think an airplane, inter- like an airplane. Off. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, we just invested like, you know, in 2020 and 2021, they're like, we just put hundreds of millions of dollars, billions into these podcasts. Like we just need a year or two and then we'll have enough momentum to take off. Mm-hmm. And then the money ran out in 2023 and then the plane never took off and they were like, Ooh, yeah. So, and I think if Spotify wants podcasts to be successful, they need to have a way for 
increased discoverability of them. I know. That is the eternally, like, the big, it's so hard to find anything new on Spotify. I agree. It shouldn't be that You literally hard. have to know the title of it already and search it. Whereas music, there's not that problem. They should have a better... I mean, even music, I think, is, like, mm. not great. Yeah. Like, I probably discover most of my music from, like, Instagram, people talking about it on mm. stories, or, like, seeing TikToks of it, and then I'm like, oh, this is a good song. And then I search it on Spotify yeah. to save it. Like, and a podcast that doesn't have yeah. that that same feel to it i've always i said this and i'll stand by this i think spotify should integrate a for you page like i think oh. it should literally be like clips of songs and you can just like scroll oh and you get like 15 they seconds have those 10 second videos that play yeah. on some songs. i literally think it should be like <gasps> a so 15 nice. second clips of songs and if you're ever in the mood to discover new music real quick you can sit scroll there's the save button so yes. you just save it next song oh that's good you can click on the artist and it'll also have an algorithm too. So yes. it's like if you saved an artist's mm-hmm. song from one artist, they'll promote more of that artist to you. And I also think they should integrate podcasts. So like you can get a little 30 second Those, clip yeah. of like them being funny. You're like, oh my God, I, I, these people are great. Or oh my God, I've seen them on TikTok yes. and I haven't actually watched their podcast in full. Let me add it to my favorites right now. So the totally. next time they release it, like they need to build in something yeah. for these things to be discovered because I think also it's going to catch up to them where eventually if a TikTok or YouTube starts podcasts or paying people the way Spotify is paying people to create original podcasts on their platform, now this whole discoverability that they were only yeah. getting from social media is going to, the rugs going to be pulled out from underneath them. Yes, that's so true. And um, yeah, I think Spotify, like I see, I feel like their playlists are where I find a lot of new music. I love the idea of a free page. Also, if they had comments, like, if you could see what other people like mm-hmm. thought of the song or like, I love that idea. Um, and I think that when I go on to like find new podcasts on Spotify, honestly, I, I'm curious to ask you, where do you find your new favorite podcasts? Only TikTok. Uh, yeah, I would say TikTok and maybe sometimes YouTube. Only TikTok. But TikTok is so YouTube big. too, actually. You're right. Sometimes. I, I actually think most of what I watch on YouTube is podcasts. Me too. I but f- I, yeah. me and you are different in this way where I love a video podcast mm. and you love an audio I podcast. Love, yeah, because I'm like driving. But I do like, if I can, you know why I like, I prefer podcasts on YouTube when I can? Comments. Mm. I cannot form my own opinion. <laughs> I love to know. You're like so true. You're like M- Manny M- M- U- yes. And the comment who's like. It's pigmented. Mm-hmm. It's very it's pigmented. It's so pigmented. Yes. Yeah. I That's need you. to be told what to think. No, but I just feel like um, it would be really cool if there was like a comment section um, on. It would it. too. I would all low key love like a Yelp style comment section almost. Oh. Like I would love it if. Because I know that they do. Like if you like this artist, you'll love this. Yes. Personally. I don't think that feature works so well. Mm-hmm. From my experience, they'll be like, you'll love this. I hear the song, I'm like, what the fuck? What the F? What? Yeah. That's not, I want to know what, like, some, uh, a college girl, a 20-year-old college girl yes. who's been listening to that artist since they were 14 and is obsessed with them. I want her opinion. Yes, I don't I want to know what Spotify, I want the super fan opinion. Yeah. And, she, like, she's going to know what, yes. what I'm actually going to like. Yeah. So that would be cool if they mm-hmm. could give you, like, a recommendation-based system. Yeah. I think would be cool. Yeah. I think another, they mentioned, too, that they're, like, maybe in the same boat with Spotify financially, but one of the other competitors who doesn't have the product, like, Apple or Amazon to sustain, but 
SiriusXM also mm. is having a similar I issue. I'm going to be so honest. I have no idea what is. How is SiriusXM making money? So I know. So they uh, have a exclusive podcast with Tinks. Okay. Um, which is really interesting. I in Forbes, I think Tinks they put Tinks income at like. $12 million from that deal. I don't know that that's true. I think sometimes people do inflate numbers, um, but it was written about last year. Um, so anyways, she has a um, a show on Sirius. Also, um, Davis, one of our favorite TikTokers mm -hmm. from What's Oh, we Poppin'. love Davis. I don't know if he has an exclusive show with Sirius. I think it's through TikTok. But he was just like in the serious office interviewing Olivia Rodrigo yeah, again. I, he's done multiple interviews yeah. and stuff. I think he has some sort of show with them. Yeah, so I think there are investments that SiriusXM is making in certain podcasts. Yeah, but I'm like, if Spotify's not making money... No one is. How is Sirius... Like a radio company. Yeah. Like a declining medium gonna make money. Yeah. Um, but that was just all I had to say for the... I don't know if you have any other points too. And... Our bad ideas we'll do on TikTok. So if you guys okay. want to see some bad ideas only, go to our YouTube Shorts. Um, YouTube Shorts, yeah. And also, like, leave a comment about do you think Spotify is right for pursuing podcasts mm -hmm. in this way? Or, like, what is the solve? I think that yeah. that's also, like, I feel like so many people are criticizing the decisions of the company without understanding, like... The long game. That Yeah, they're playing a long game. And I also, agree. like... They're up against pow like powers that are way greater than them. Yeah, like the oligarchy of music own. is way more powerful. Yeah. and I think once you realize, like, oh, they're not just doing these things necessarily because that was the first yep. idea, their best idea, but because that was the only idea exactly. they were allowed to do, to do. Then you, I think, you'll start to have a bit more sympathy or at least yeah. like understand the strategy. Yeah, I think that they're playing a long game. I think that there's a reason Spotify is one of the biggest in like the zeitgeist mm -hmm. of I think a lot of artists really want to have that respect from Spotify because it means like I think that totally. being in the good graces of Spotify right now is equivalent to like being in the good graces of like Ryan Seacrest when he had Kiss FM and like everyone <laughs> tuned in across America yeah. whatever time it was for them and he played the five trending songs that day you know right. like I think that Spotify is that tastemaker right now mm, and tastemaker is a great word yeah and i think that they need to be a tastemaker and invest in podcasts that are the drew follows that are these creators yeah. and not necessarily 60 million dollar paydays um, i could not agree more yeah that 60 million i think could go so much further <sighs> i agree let us know what you guys think yeah thank you we love you yes, lots and we'll you. see and, you next week and speaking of podcasts if you guys rate ours wherever you listen please it helps please, us in please, the charts please, yes please give us a five-star rating yeah and if spotify is looking for someone to invest in <laughs> <laughs> and they're like we'll take a kfc gift card and, i know yeah and a, Big gold diet coke. Exactly. Seriously. Yeah, a storage unit to uh -huh. like film in. Like, well, that's give it right. To us. Give us a call. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Bye. Bye, y'all.